<laughs> I think my uh, the the, the uh, part that uh, that song that's most meaningful and uh, catching um, is that uh, you make all things new in places we don't choose. You know. And, and, um, you know, and that, that's part of our story even today that we'll look at with Jesus. God's making all things new, but it's, it's not in our control. You know, this is what God is, is, is doing and it's great and it's the work of his kingdom, but man, it pops up in places we don't expect and in sometimes places we don't want it to. Um, went on the College Hill Gardeners tour yesterday and did you know there's a redwood forest in College Hill. Real dawn redwoods. Um, uh, probably about 12 of them. And in the middle of them is a sequoia tree. They're, they're 30, 40 feet tall. What? Yeah. It is. Oh. Yeah. I hear that. Uh, um, where are the ushers? Take care of them. The... Uh, it, it's on, on the, the uh, Mr. Lemon's property, right next to the Crawford Commons, which is right next to the library on North Bend. And uh, it, back in the woods, back there, his property is back there, about two acres. And there's about 12 dawn redwoods and a sequoia in their midst. And you may ask where? Good question. And you, how did it get there? How did that, ha- did a bird fly from there and just happen to drop something that then grew? No, they planted them. They planted them there. The lemons, they loved uh, California. They wanted a little piece of Cali in their backyard. So they started experimenting and they just planted seeds and seedlings along the way. Some of them worked, some of them didn't work. But now, 37 years um, of living there, there's now a redwood forest. Uh, right in College Hill, but you may want to call before you go visit it because they're back in the woods and they have video cameras out there and all kinds of things. Um, but that's what we'll see today in our passage of ways that God has called us to be sowers of seeds, planting of seedlings in places that maybe we don't even choose but that he will cause his kingdom um, to grow. Um, Mark chapter 4, starting with verse 1, found on page 815, your pew Bible. You can uh, turn there, you can look at that, or you can uh, look at the screen. Let's uh, let's pray together. Uh, Gracious God, we give you thanks for uh, your written word to us. And we uh, pray for us now that you will help us to listen. The, the word, the, the challenge you have in this passage is calling your hearers to listen. Um, and we have ears and we can hear. So help us to listen, to apply this, to hear what you're saying to us so that we might live into the fullness of your, your kingdom. In the, the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, Mark chapter 4 starting with verse 1. Again, he, Jesus, began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat there while the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. He began to teach them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, 
a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, let anyone with ears to hear listen. When he was alone, those who were around him, along with the twelve, asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything comes in parables. In order that they may indeed look, but not perceive. And may indeed listen, but not understand. So that they may not turn again and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy. But they have no root and endure only for a while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word. But the cares of the world and the lure of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word and it yields nothing. Similar to a cell phone going off. Sorry, that was just added. (laughs) And these are the ones. I I couldn't have planned that one any better. And these are the ones sown on the good soil. They hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. Thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. First, as I mentioned, you know, the command in this is to listen. The command in this is to say, I do the work of listening. Yeah. If we're followers of Jesus, it does take work to listen. And he wants his followers to hear what he's saying. So part of us walking through this is to help us to, to hear and listen and apply for what God is, is, is telling us. And so, obviously, you know, he gives us the parable of the sower. And indeed, as we'll see, um, uh, it unfolds a little bit more later in the, um, uh, uh, in the passage, but uh, that we are to be the sowers. And the first thing that we notice in this is where we're to plant. Where, where does the, the, the parable tell us to plant? Um, anywhere and everywhere. 
Be indiscriminate in your planting of seeds of the kingdom. Wherever you go, anywhere you are, whenever it might be, plant the seeds, sow them, throw them out in any soil, in any place. Go for it. The the sower is not discriminate at all. If ever you're going to be um, a, a liberal Christian, this is it. Liberally. Throw the seed wherever you can. Go. Do it. Because that's what happens here. Now, a little bit of local color of the agricultural practices in Jesus' day. They would throw the seeds anywhere and then they would plow. So when they'd plow, then they'd reveal, you know, if it was on the path, well, then they'd plow it up and it wouldn't be um, uh, so uh, hardened. Or the rocks, um, they'd pull the rocks up or the weeds. You you wouldn't know, you know, if it was good soil or whatever it might be. You just wouldn't know that in that day. So it's not like, well, just go be a fool. But it's saying take every opportunity to throw the seed where you can because God's the one that plows and God's the one that causes the growth. You really, I really have nothing to do with the harvest. That's God's work. We throw the seeds wherever, whenever, however we can. Um. I was in California uh, last or two months ago, um, uh, just finishing up some uh, the my doctoral work at Fuller Seminary, and my my cousin Stuart lives out there, and um, so we got together one day, went on a hike, and we're just talking about faith, and um, uh, he's uh, he was he's a new father. Oh, by the way, Happy Father's Day to uh, everyone, and uh, uh, Stuart, uh, he's uh, in his. Uh, uh, mid forties and has a newborn, so pray for him. Um, <clears throat> but as and it's his first child, so pray for him doubly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but uh, as we were talking, we were talking about faith and just life, and um, he, he shared with me, "Do you know where faith really came real for me?" And I'm like, "No, uh, Stuart, where, where did it come real?" And he goes, hey, "Was it summer camp? Is it Camp Cosby, a little Y camp?" And uh, I was his counselor then. And he said, yeah, that, that's where, and you know, this is with two, for two weeks with sixth and seventh graders and, you know, Bible teaching and preparing for leadership, preparing them to be counselors, all that kind of stuff. And for the most part, I was just happy if the kids didn't snore when we were talking because it, it wasn't like they were bright eyed and bushy tailed. Um, but he said, yeah, that is where you know, I, I heard and experienced what it meant to be in a Christian community. What it meant to be accepted, such different people coming together and where we really felt the love of Christ. And that, it's during that time that I truly became a Christian. That I, I moved from going through the motions of being a church person as a kid to being a follower of Jesus. And who knew? I had no idea. I figured, you know, that those those seeds were all wasted. Then 30 years later, he says, no, nah, this is what God did with the seeds that were planted by that group. So you never know. You just never know what God might do with the seeds 
that you're planting. So as a sower, we plant seeds anywhere, everywhere that we can. But what, so that's where, well, what exactly are the seeds then? What are the, the seeds that we plant? Well, um, here, what Jesus tells us is that the seed, he says, is the word. Now, the, the word for word is a familiar one for some of you. You know, if you, if you read enough Christmas cards, you're eventually going to read one that's from John chapter 1, where the word came among us and dwelt among us. And maybe you know that word is translated logos, which is really more like an idea. It's not, there, there's a word for word, which is a bunch of letters that go, you know what a word is, right? That logos is not that. Doesn't mean that. It means this, this idea, the, the logic, the, the, the message, the, the meaning. So that, that's what the, the word is here. It's, it's logos. It's not, um, a, a bunch of letters put together. And what he's, and Jesus has already told us in chapter one, the very end of chapter one, that this is his message. And we looked at this a couple weeks ago. This is his message. This is the good news that Jesus brings. This good news is that the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is among us. It is near. Now, repent and believe. Repent and trust this good news. And then he invites his first followers, follow me. So the, the kingdom of God is here. This is the word that we plant. We plant th- this good news. But because Jesus has come among us, then all bets are off. Everything has turned upside down. That, that now we know goodness is possible. That justice is doable. That peace can be experienced right now. That's what this kingdom of God means. That God is in our midst. And things are to work like they work in heaven. That's what we pray, right? The Lord's Prayer is what Jesus taught us to pray. You know, your kingdom come. That's what kingdom is. And what does that mean? Well, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the way of heaven can be experienced in this messed up, broken world as rebellious, selfish people even. That's how miraculous and good news Jesus' message is. What this word is. That the kingdom is now among us. That goodness is possible. Justice can happen and Peace can be experienced. Used, used to be, within me, I thought that, that word, that, that seed, I, I limited that seed to just uh, personal salvation. You know, that means Jesus died on the cross for you so that you can now be forgiven. Well, that, that is at the core of the seed, but it doesn't stop there. This kingdom that he's about is much larger and bigger. I mean, that's, that's why Jesus, he, he, this chapter four is his first sort of sermon in Mark. So you see the word in him both in what he says and what he's already done and in healing people, raising them from the dead. In, in exercising demons, and we'll see that throughout. This word, the kingdom, that the kingdom is among us is what Jesus says and does. That's how we plant seeds by giving that message in word and in deed 
And we can do that anywhere and everywhere. We can do that in, in the workplace. In, in our workplace, where in our relationships with those that we're working with and, and for or that we're uh, supervising, that, that we live according to the compassion and love and the honesty and truth of God. That the, the work we, we do is done for God according for, for his, for his kingdom. That we, we live that out in the 40, 50, 60 hours we spend a week. In the place that we work. In our school, in our, on the, the playground, and on the field, in the gym, on the dance floor. The way of Jesus, His kingdom is, is lived and, and spoken. We're honest. We, we care for all kinds of people. Even the, the ones that in, in the, the, the cliques and groupings of uh, our communities may be ostracized. No, we live in the way of the kingdom. In our home, with our parents, with our children, with our grandparents, with our grandchildren, all the rest. We know that we're living out the kingdom in word and deed. We're planting seeds there. Even, get this, even with our siblings. Miracles of miracles, I know. I had a friend, um, colleague in um, ministry who uh, worked in a, another city, a smaller um, city, and they um, were having a real crisis of water provision for the, the community. And um, so, uh, and he was one of the you know leaders of the, the, the churches in the city. And so, the, the guy that was uh, leading the water works board, you know, he was trying to um, hear from different people and leaders in the community, and trying to also get his message out so that fo- folks wouldn't um, be too upset and would understand what was going on with the water. And he came and uh, met with uh, the director of the water board, and the director was you know. Asking some questions, really trying to engage with him and telling him, you know, we'll be sure that when the church buildings around need water, that they'll have water. And we just want to be sure about the church members. You know, he was asking about his constituency. Yeah, I mean, that's understandable. My friend said to him, you know, that's... Um, I'm not just concerned for my people. Because Jesus tells me to be concerned for all people. Equally. And so I understand where you're coming from and don't blame you for that. But for me, he said, I, because I, I follow Jesus, it would be poor Christian leadership if I just cared for my people. The leadership of Jesus tells me that I need to care for the whole neighborhood, for the whole city, um, with a particular interest to be sure those who could least afford not having water cut off, that they're certainly getting the water they need. Well, the director of the water board was rather flabbergasted by that. He said, really? Where, where does Jesus say that? And my friend said, well, you know what? Let me come back. Um, I set up a time meeting again. I'll bring my Bible with you and I'll show you where Jesus said it. Uh, this guy, the, the head of the water board, got more and more intrigued, and my friend just kept coming back every couple of weeks, bringing his Bible, having Bible study, and in about two, two and a half years or so, the leader of the water board in their little town became a follower of Jesus. You just never know. But, but, see, 
He didn't manipulate the conversation. Because that's what happens when the seed is just a little thing instead of the kingdom. If, if Well, I got to get this guy to pray this prayer right now or, or I've wasted my time. And that was my upbringing. That, that's, that's what I was formed in, in that form of evangelism. And, and it was really helpful, helpful uh, about that. But it, we missed it. We, we limited the seed to something that's just this part of the seed, when really the seed is the whole kingdom. And so he's simply, in his life, looking for ways that he is following Jesus in the ways of the kingdom, and then telling, doing that, and, and then telling other people about it. And looking at at sowing seed in that way makes it very different. You don't have to manipulate a conversation. We we simply are following Jesus and telling other people just how the kingdom of God is at work. And this is the way of Jesus. And I'm committed to following Jesus. So that's why I have to do this. Yeah, I see the same thing with the Kenyan bar exhibit. I, mean, I I got some some friends um, uh, that I know have been inviting the church to different things for years. They never take me up on it, and I have to admit I've sort of become cynical. But then I told them, "Hey, we're we've got this going on." The next week they were here, and we got to talk about, "Yeah, this is what Jesus calls us to be about: is bringing healing, bringing justice, bringing goodness to." All people to learn from our history. Planting seeds. Who knows? Maybe the devil picked them up. Or maybe they'll be plowed in. And it'll grow. Alright, so that's where, everywhere, and what. The the very kingdom of God, the work of God in your life and in the world around us. Why? Why? Why this way? Why, why do we do it this way? And, and you think about this story, um, and the, the three out of the four places that he mentions don't take. Now, and why the, the comments that he makes here about, well, I'm going to speak in parables so that the inside can know and the outside won't. So the inside will be, they'll, they'll know the secret. They'll know the mystery, but others won't. I mean, you we can go and and... and Act and speak perfectly of the kingdom. That, that indeed goodness is possible, that justice is doable, and that peace can be experienced now. But it, three out of the four cases here, 75% of the time, if you keep those percentages, uh, that, that seed's not going to produce fruit. Not everybody's going to buy into it. Matter of fact, more won't than will. Some, he tells us, the devil's just going to take it to where you just, people can't even hear it. The devil's going to take it away. Others, they'll, they'll hear it and there'll be an initial burst, but then the pain and challenge of following after Jesus, and they chunk it. You know, I mean, if you're going to follow Jesus in school, that may cost you some friends. Then, then others, the, the, the temptations of, of the world, we're told, come and, and choke it like weeds choking that, that growth. You know? And if you're going to do it at work, that might cost you your job. 
Now, the invitation is to all. It's abundant. It's to anyone and everyone. Throw it. All the soil you see, throw it there. But those that believe and follow and trust in Jesus, only a portion of the seeds will take root and bear fruit. Why? Jesus even tells us here, well, this is part of the secret, he says in verse 11. It's part of the mystery. And then he quotes from Isaiah chapter 6. Now, we're going to do a little little deeper dive here uh, in Isaiah 6. I I think it's really important. And for me, it's really eye-opening. And I hope for you, at least, you keep your eyes open. Um, uh, during this part, maybe, and, but maybe you'll, you'll, you'll see this, he's, this, this part then about, well, they'll hear, but won't hear. They'll, they'll see what they won't see, you know, so that, because, so they won't turn, um, and, and be forgiven. It comes from a quote from Isaiah chapter six. Um, now Isaiah chapter six is one of the passages really that is the formation, the, the basic structure of our uh, worship service. And it's a the, it's a, a story of Isaiah um, right after the king Uzziah died. Isaiah came into the temple for a worship. He came to church for a worship service. But while he was there, man, it, he he saw angels and the place started shaking and smoke coming on the, the temple and the angels singing, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty." And Isaiah sees that and recognizes God's holiness and falls on his face. Woe is me! I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. And then a, an angel comes with a a, a, a a tong with a the uh, the the coal, hot coal in it from the altar and takes it down and puts it on Isaiah's lips to cleanse him, bring him forgiveness. And then uh, the 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 voice of God says to him, or no, I'm sorry, one of the angels, um, no, it's the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send? Who will go for us?" And I said, "Here am I. Send me." And he said. Go and say, this is the Lord saying, go and say to this people, keep listening, but do not comprehend. Keep looking, but do not understand. Make the mind of this people dull and stop their ears and shut their eyes so that they may not look with their eyes and listen with their ears and comprehend with their minds and turn and be healed. Now, that's exactly what Jesus was quoting from. Now, just stop a moment, just for this one right now. I mean, Isaiah, you know, so he's having his powerful worship experience, experiencing God and 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 uh, being cleansed. And here's a voice, who's going to go? And Isaiah, I'm ready. I'm going. Take me. And so he says, all right, I'm taking you. And then he gives him this job description. Read the job description before you raise your hand. Because what does he tell him he's going to do? I'm going to send you out there and you're going to stop up their ears and stop up their eyes. And they're not going to be able to hear or see or listen. And they're not going to turn at all. Your success rate's going to be zero. And then Isaiah did get his wits about him. How long, O Lord? And he said, until cities lie waste without inhabitant. In houses without people, in land is utterly desolate until the Lord sends everyone far away. And vast is the emptiness in the midst of the land. Even if a tenth part remain in it, it will be burned again like a terebinth or an oak whose stump remains standing when it is felled. The holy seed is its stump. That's the end of the chapter. 
I'd never seen this before. Jesus is quoting Isaiah 6, where Isaiah says, Here I am, send me, make me a sower. And the sower is going to totally fail. But now, at the very end, you think Jesus knew what he was doing. Here's the seed. The holy seed is the stump. You're now carriers of the seed that come out of this stump, who is Jesus. Later on, the prophets say, you know, it's, it's out of the stump of Jesse. New growth will come. See, what was happening in Isaiah's day was that the people of God were so broken, so rebellious, so lost that he's like, all right, Isaiah, you go. You, you put the seeds out there. You put the word out there in every way. You tell them what's going on. But they're not going to turn because eventually what's the best thing for them is to be destroyed, sent into exile with Nebuchadnezzar into Babylon. And there they will see what it is to truly live without me. There they will repent. They will turn and they will come back and follow me. This is for their good so that they know who, what is true, what is real. They know the reality of the kingdom. So you will go and totally fail, but you will be totally successful because you're working out the plan of of God. And they came back. And actually, it's not till after they return from exile, that the people of Israel really followed the, the law, that they really kept Sabbath and that they kept Jubilee. But it wasn't until after that time of destruction. So now Jesus is putting the, the disciples in, in his day, his followers in his day, and putting us in our day, because we're in the same day now, saying now you are in a season of harvest You're in a season of harvest. Your seeds will take root in some places according to my wisdom, according to my plowing, according to my plan of growth. They will then come and it gets one out of four. So don't be discouraged. Don't try to remake the message. Don't try to make it hearable by changing it. You just keep on saying it and watch what I do by causing the growth. But it's the message of the kingdom and its fullness. Because you will see harvest. You'll see 30, 60, 100. I mean, miraculous, multiplicative, exponential kind of harvest. They didn't see anything. The day is now upon us that the kingdom of God is at hand. Friday, Chappie Chapman died. Many of you may know Chappie, and some of you, you may not. He was diagnosed with cancer back in November, December. But uh, Chappie and Mary Bella's wife of 65 years next month. Probably some of the greatest examples of just sowing seed wherever they went. And they went to a lot of places in a lot of different ways. Spent time in Sierra Leone, Africa. Spent time in New York, California. Here in Cincinnati in the 70s. Cairo, Egypt, Antwerp, Belgium. All seasons of life of simply sowing the seed. Not knowing if, never changed the message 
what it means to follow Jesus and the love of God and inviting others to follow along and that it was about the kingdom. And we get to see the fruit of some of that, of their just sowing that seed indiscriminately with whomever, wherever, without judgment. Just by going on Caring Bridge and seeing the places that people are from. Caring Bridge is uh, like a social media for particularly uh, um, uh, health concerns where you can really pray for, for folks and hear their, what's going on with them. And if you go on there, you'll see comments from people all over the United States, all four corners of the states, and then from different people in different parts of Africa, the Middle East, Iraq, Egypt, and on and on goes. When when I left from the family on Friday, just walking back from Lanfair over to here, after spending a whole lot of time in this text, said, "There's, there's my example, right there, of one who is faithful in spreading that seed." And now we get to see the fruit. You know, he was related to Johnny Appleseed too. He was a, he was a, a Chapman. Johnny Appleseed was, and he would have told you once or twice, maybe even three times uh, that he was. But it uh, came from his heritage and made it true. So friends, be free. Don't worry about the harvest. Plant the seeds. Plant the seeds of the gospel wherever you are, whenever you can. Don't be a jerk about it. Do it. Plant, plant the seeds of Jesus in the way of Jesus. Just show and share the good news of what God's doing in your life today. How are you following, like my, my friend with the waterworks, how are you following Jesus? How in the, the moment of this day are you following Jesus? Be in tune with that. Listen, he said. Listen to him and how he is calling you to live right now in this moment and share that with the people who are around you. Say, this is what Jesus, he's the one I follow. He's the one who has my allegiance. He's the one who is my Lord. He's my boss. He's the one ultimately who is my provider. And I'm going to follow him. And this is what I think he's calling me to do. Listen, how does Jesus bring me peace? How does Jesus change me for the better? How do I see Jesus real in me today? If we're listening to that and listening to the people around us, then it's almost natural to just share with others the seeds of the kingdom. And you just never know. Another redwood forest might grow in College Hill. Amen.